underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? <sighs> Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 227. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller. Alongside, he only does everything, Kyle Moriarty. What you guys doing out there playing some basketball, punkhead? <laughs> punkhead. Hey, punkhead. And that other bunkhead. The PlayStation. Punkhead. I don't know. I was telling the Clements a story in the car. I was telling Clements a story in the car yesterday about things that it, we won't talk about here. It's but transpired. So, yeah, so, something... Uh, uh, it was, um, the guy that lived across the street from me when I was growing up came yeah. up. He's uh, a good friend of mine, Brian, and his stepfather uh, would always call us punkhead. Like, just like, like, as like, 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 like a term of endearment. Or <laughs> yeah. So he'd be like, what's up, punkhead? <laughs> <laughs> he'd come out and be like, we'd be playing basketball in the driveway. Uh, you guys playing out basketball here, punkhead? So that's a, man, just brought that up. So that's going to yeah. be a, a, a punkhead. Punkhead. Punkhead, indeed. So cute. He was a nice guy. Side Gene's number one PlayStation podcast. It's the only PlayStation <laughs> podcast. Number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. Last time I checked. Uh, on top of PlayStation news, Vita impressions, and a whole bunch of stuff, we have uh, the loser, the second loser from the tester season three, Asuka, in here to talk Asuka. a little bit. Asuka, in a little bit. You weren't here earlier, or no, uh, no. later, whatever. We're time travelers. We've recorded the interview already. Colin, mm. I don't understand what the fuck people's problem is with making normal PSN names. Moriarty-IGN, Game Over Greggy, Seven Winters. That's no, Those are normal in words. Then you got Azka yeah. and you got Suzuka-Den, who was her arch nemesis. Come on. What the hell right. is going on? Get your shit well, together. Right, hold on, though. Now, you know who I want to win? I want Reality Pales to win. Christy Pride. Names I can pronounce on the yeah. test. Group. All right. So here's, here's all I want to say is Moriarty might be a difficult name for some people to pronounce. We know it, but when you look at that word, it's a little tricksy. Suzuka Dex. Se- second, second of all, Suzuka these are just Dex. Japanese names. That I mean, it's the gamers. You know, gamers loved them. They're Japan's. And Asuka. What is Japan? Japan? Asuka's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. She needs to represent. What is Green Japan? Bay yeah, never that's, heard of it. that's a question. Mm. It's a place. It's a place. Mm. Where is it? It's a. Uh, well, it's, for for us, it's fastest to go west, but you can also. So it's go over east. the Pacific Ocean. Correct. So it's in Asia. It's in Asia. Okay. Yeah. Let's east, begin the show with what Asia. is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. <laughs> there are twelve items on the list. Damn. Uh, some of them are pretty long. Let's make that a baker's dozen. Oh, sit. Oh, you uh, almost caught that. That would have been awesome. It was like, whoosh. Goaltending, bro. Yeah. Um, number one. These are in no particular order. No particular okay. order. This is common. News you can use. Uh, further details about cross-platform play have been revealed. When Vita launches MotorStorm oh, RC. Okay. Vita and PS3. Yeah, yeah. Cross-platform yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, when Vita launches Motorstorm RC, Hustle Kings, Top Darts, Wipeout HD, and Fury. Wipeout 2048 and Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 will support, uh, Basically, cross-play with a single DLC download per game. Oh. Uh, furthermore, by downloading any of those games on a one of your PlayStation devices, you'll be able to download it for free on the other device. Oh. So if you download it on PS3, you can get it for Vita for free and vice versa. So when I buy MotorStorm RC on my Vita, I yeah. can go home and download it to my, my PlayStation 3 for free. Correct. That's nice. That's a nice deal. That's nice. the only way to do it. I wonder how they're... La- so, like, MotorStorm RC, how's that going to be labeled on the PlayStation Store? Will it say, like, PS3 slash Vita? A lot of question marks, probably. No. Yeah. Well, it'll probably be... It'll just be a middle finger. It'll probably say on the icon, like, PS Vita game or P- PSN game or whatever, like, it does now, and then, but something... There'll like be a version network, in yeah. both, I'd imagine, right? Like, there, yeah. you go to Vita games, there's one there, you go there, the other. Okay. Okay. And then when you buy it off the new releases, it'll be a slash. There'll be a slash. There'll be the Vita image and then there'll be the little controller image cool you know what this sets the stage for what's that ruin yep also Wars now known as Wars Wars Lair. 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 terrible 
terrible. Rune was a much better name. I, but know, I can't Rune wait was... for it. You can call it whatever you want to call it. I'm looking forward to that. They should have called it Warrior House. Warrior House. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They should have called it Ruin Working Title because that's what we voted as for two years. <laughs> um, Yo, you want to go back home, play some Ruin Working Title? See, here's my thing. I don't understand changing the game name at this point. When they did the NGP, sure. Because anytime I mention a game that's on NGP, now PlayStation Vita, I have to say Vita. So I get everyone gets used to it really quickly. Hey, because there's going to be a Vita story on IGN every day, right? Every PlayStation podcast, we're going to talk about Vita. It becomes second nature. However, we only talk about Ruins Lair or whatever the fuck it's called now when we <laughs> see it. Lair. When we see it at an event, right? So you go, you, we see, we tell people every six months how good this game is, and now you change the name, and so you're gonna get like one, one more preview out before this game comes out. Yeah, it's a trademarking issue, though. I mean, it, th- those things bah. happen. That's why Dragon Quest was not known as Dragon Quest in, the, in America for a really long time because of trademarking issues. It's Dragon yeah. Warrior. Um, so those kinds of Nobody things, wants that. those kinds of things happen. I think the same thing happened with uh, the NES game or the Konami arcade game Life Force, uh, which was known as Salamander, I believe. In That's Europe. a stupid name too. Um, I yeah. uh, I get nostalgic when I hear the the title Dragon Warrior. There's like something about it because it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it is. A, it's an awesome title. It really is. Yeah. Dragon Quest is good too. But I think Dragon Warrior is actually a better game. A uh, better name. Yeah, better name. Same yeah. game. Same game. Same game. Better name. All right. So this number two on the list is a little confusing okay. to me because an update just happened about good it. I tweeted, it. I tweeted about it this morning. Uh, the question is: the Bethesda no Skyrim on PS3 is broken before releasing it. Uh. According to Kotaku. The answer is yes. Kotaku reports that Bethesda's Todd Howard spoke at, to them at DICE last week uh, and said that they were aware the problems existed for, quote, only a small percentage, end quote, who would be affected by it. Their intention was reportedly to fix the game post-release. Uh, however, Bethesda has since issued a statement saying the following, quote, the team knew the PlayStation 3 version could run into a bad memory situation and they coded solutions that they felt would work. And in their tests, the solutions did work. Post-release, a small percentage of users were still experiencing issues where it couldn't keep up, and the team went to work hard on solving it, end quote. I don't really see how that clarifies anything. They're, they're trying to make it sound like they didn't know it was totally busted coming out the door. That, well, it could, there could be a problem, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, to me, because like, I tweeted about it, an old, old you know, InfoBoy, a uh, friend of uh, Podcast Beyond, Let's not get uh, ahead of ourselves. Jim Riley, all right, just InfoBoy. Old InfoBoy. Info yeah. uh, he tweeted info at me, he's like, they, they tweeted a, you know, because I said, I said something on Twitter like, you know, I can't believe Todd Howard actually admitted this. Uh-huh. And, like, God forbid they held the game and f- actually fixed it instead of going gold. Yeah. Uh, but he was like, you know, they updated, you know, they sent an update. I'm like, all right. So they were obviously misquoted or whatever. Um, but then I was reading and I read it, like, over and over again. I'm like, what is this? This doesn't clarify anything. Colin, remember, okay. the, a podcast beyond the conversational yeah. podcast. Our good friend Joe writes into beyond.ign.com. Actually, he didn't. I'm taking Twitter questions this week because I didn't have time to get real questions. But Joe <laughs> tweets enough. at Game Over Greggy. Do you think that since Bethesda knew about the PS3 Skyrim's issues in some way that it will affect future Bethesda PS3 game sales? Um, probably not. Totally. Everybody knew uh, Fallout was busted on PS3. Didn't have trophies. Had a whole bunch of problems. And people still bought Skyrim. Yeah, it's it's just I, I just I'm bo- kind of bothered by like, maybe I'm just not reading something right in the story that we have, but I don't understand. I really don't understand this Bethesda thing about how this clarifies anything. They're saying that it could, they knew that it could run into problems, like so, but not that it would run into problems. Yeah, but they clearly did know that it would run into problems because they went to fix it already, and then in their limited testing on the PS3, they didn't run into those problems again. I mean, it's clear from the beginning that the game probably wasn't tested properly. I mean, I, I don't understand like how much clearer that could possibly be, but. You know, at the same time, I've always given Bethesda the benefit of the doubt. They're one of my favorite developers, and I, I make no bones about that. They make awesome games. So, I, I've, you know, I, I do like to give them the benefit of the doubt on that. The, the sandbox game is hard to test. It's hard to bug test. It's huge. There's been fucking million permutations, which I made really clear that things like what spells you use and what 
houses you've opened and what items you've left places like make things really complicated. And, but it seems to me that they're blaming the PlayStation 3 in a way that other developers don't. You know, yeah. like the PlayStation 3's split memory heart, like, you know, infrastructure with half of it having to go to graphics and I guess half of it having to go to everything else makes it more complicated. But, you know, work with it. Your guys are world class developers. Yeah, um, you know what you're getting into. So I'm just I'm I'm kind of confused about this story. I think it's pretty clear that they probably did know that it was going to break. Um, but you know who? That's just conjecture. I mean, it, it's but it seems like Todd Howard basically said that himself. Yeah. So I don't really know. And again, I'm I read this this Bethesda statement over and over again. And I don't really see how it clarifies anything. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what. What's happens. Dave Clayman's role in all this? I don't know. He's probably responsible for it. Just <laughs> for everything. I would assume. Anyway, we'll see how that plays out. <clears throat> um, that's certainly not going to endear PS3 gamers to Bethesda. But again, I think they're used to that. I mean, I just don't think people care. People, I think people care. Well, they care, but I don't. How many people? are They gonna... won't care with their dollars. They they care because they complain a lot. But I yeah. think it still means people are buy still going to buy Fallout Four or whatever. Yeah. But listen, like, think about a game. But I, listen. I, but listen, guys. Punkhead. <laughs> uh, you know, when I look at it, you know, in terms of like, we just I just played Kingdoms of Amalur, which is a, an open world sandbox RPG that ran beautifully. That no matter where what I dropped, what things I opened, what things I took, what things I left, the mm. game still ran the same. So, you know, there are studios out there that don't make excuses and make their game work on PlayStation 3. So, uh, you know, take for that what you will, I guess. I, I thought it was really interesting. All right, so by the way, this, is, this ties in with this. I met a particular developer yesterday, and because certain elements of it might be embargoed, I'm not going to okay, say who. Okay, okay. But they are a prominent uh, foreign de- international developer. <laughs> it was not THQ. Naughty dog. It, just Stop. Uh, so I know you're not going to name it, but I'm Sucker just going to keep, I'm just going to have to keep saying no. These are all American companies. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you for picking so, up on that. Um, uh, I would love it if you just named it cause you couldn't think of anything else. That'd be awesome. But I met with these people and they are, uh, they have done a lot of things, but they have done in the past, um, giant MMOs, like basically really huge network style games. Right. And one of the amazing things was that they were saying how, oh, you know, when people think MMO, big, open, almost sandbox style games, they think you can't make it look good because you have to accommodate all those players. You have to, you know, do all this and that. It has to run fast on a network connection. They're like, these are all the excuses that these developers use. And these dudes who are so badass were just like, there's no excuse. Any game should look awesome and the best it can all the time it doesn't matter if it's big open world it doesn't matter if it's an mmo mmos should look good if you you know that's and and they their games uh do look pretty amazing so Mm -hmm. it's just something to think about okay i'm gonna think about it all right think about it give me a second nether realm studios not nether realm no are you done trying to guess yeah i think so okay three Uh, four three studios (laughs) Yeah, they're, nine, they're eight, nine. Nine, eight, nine studio. <laughs> <laughs> now known as Tony San Diego. Hawk. <laughs> Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. Just the name of Tony Hawk. Uh, <laughs> number three. Namco Bandai has confirmed that Nino Kuni, the PS3 exclusive RPG from Level Five, will be heading to North America in the winter of 2012. Nino Nana. The game will have both English and Japanese voice tracks. Namco Bandai says the delay in localization is to make sure they get everything right in order to live up to the high quality standards and expectations of Level right. Five. Let me just throw this one out there. I'm, I'm calling kind of. Uh, this is bullshit. What's going on? Something else went wrong here. Because that game came out in, what, November in Japan mm-hmm. last year? And now they're saying winter of this year, which pretty much means end like end of this year. 
It brings me back to like the old days when you'd have to wait a really long time yeah, for I Japanese mean, RPGs. First of all, did no one start like begin localization early because they figured this would be a game that they'd want to bring over? Maybe I mean, I mean, that might be the problem. I don't know. Sure, but even then, does it? I, I, you know, I'm no expert. I'm just some dude in a fucking podcasting room. Yeah. But with that said, does it really take that long to localize a single game? I don't know. It seems kind of janky. Especially when they're like we, if they if they are including the Japanese track, I can guarantee you they could have just released that game here with just a Japanese voiceover and subtitles, not have to record any new audio, and that would they would have been totally fine. Mm-hmm. I would prefer the English audio. Yeah, I would myself. like some English audio too. Okay, well you guys are fucking xenophobic jerks. Well, okay, or something. Well, all right, fair enough. Yeah, Clement's telling it like it is today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know what I got to localize. Uh, by the way, how excited was Mike Mitchell yesterday? You were home. I wasn't home. Yeah, to D. See Mike him Mitchell on Twitter. Uh, he got his uh, PlayStation Vita yesterday. He was very excited. Vita. He got it. He sat at the kitchen table and broke it down. Opened the box very slowly. Took everything out one by one. Examined it. Put I love. Things down. I love the like just the just the delight in the eyes. Yeah, yeah. When somebody gets a new system. New Vita. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, new new system in general. True. Yeah, very yeah. true. Watching people get the Vita. Do you guys remember way. that feeling of getting like, for example, some of my greatest memories are getting new consoles mm-hmm. on Christmas. So, like, you know, you open up the wrapping paper, then it's the new console, and you, like, carefully take everything out, and I'm looking through the instruction manual. So excited. I remember getting my SNES for Christmas. It was, I guess, 91, because Link to the Past had just come out. Mm. Um, and I remember my dad, like, I, I was allowed to look at the box and so when I opened it, but my dad's like, I'll put it, you know, don't touch it. <laughs> I'll, was, I'll I will, it up. I will never forget trying to help my uh, little brother set up the, the 360 and the Kinect when he got it for Christmas. Just recently, it was, like, it was this Christmas, yeah. and I, I remember like I was trying to like take the controller so I could set all the options, and his hands were shaking, and he like wouldn't let go of the Xbox controller. <laughs> I was like, "You, you need to calm down, buddy. It's gonna be okay. You'll be playing soon." Yeah, when I bought the uh, uh, PS3 for my nephews this past Christmas, uh, everyone sat around as I like you know the whole family was sitting around waiting for me to set it up. It was quintessential PlayStation shit. Like, firmware. I turned it on, fucking firmware update, that it has to install, like, resets itself, and then it, like, freezes. Then I'm, like, putting all, like, the... P- like, all the and, and they're like, let me, is- let me sync the Bluetooth headset. <laughs> now, where is it in this option? Fuck. Uh- I'm so, like, and everyone's like, this is, like, this is what you have to do. And I'm like, it's only this once, and then, like, maybe every two weeks or so. <laughs> You go into printer settings and just fire up sheets of paper in the back room. Why would he connect a printer? The PS3, the PS3 did freeze when I first tried to boot nice. up a game. Though and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Oh, but yeah. it works fine now. They still, yeah. you know, my, my uh, nephews love it. My brother-in-law is still quite engaged with it. Yeah. I text with him often, and he's telling me all about all the games he's playing. I love. I also. They, they, I love some things like that. I also love walking my mom through um, setting up the computer stuff. God bless her wonderful, generous heart. But uh, it's so fun. Older it's people so like fun to overthink. Hear. Yeah, it's so it's so well. It's just I just the, it's it's fascinating because like we we come from a generation that's so in tune with all this stuff, and then it, I have to like describe where on the screen like a certain thing is, so she knows what to click on and stuff. It's just really interesting that I mean, she they just have an entirely different set of skills. Skills not needing a computer. We're the last generation to remember what it's like before computers. Think about that. I don't. I don't actually really remember what it's like before a computer. I, had a com- I mean, not not like the computers existed. Computers existed. You know, the personal computers invented in the late seventies. I'm saying like house. the ubiquitous. Like everyone has a computer. Yes. The internet. It's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. given. That's true. That's true. I we, mean, yeah. I, I mean, remember those days. I mean, we always had a computer in my house since I was like really young. But like, we didn't have the internet until yeah. the mid nineties. And we and we lived. Yeah, I, I still remember when we first got our dial-up modem, and it was uh, like such a big. deal Was it to external? Go on, yeah, such a big deal to go on fucking AOL.com. Yeah. And I was just like AOL, it's like so like. You've got mail. And 
then and then I was like, oh, there are chat rooms. And my mom's like, you better fucking be careful. Is that your mom said? Buster well, generous. You better fucking be careful. Yeah, yeah. She didn't. She I remember. Didn't, she doesn't I, sound like that. I remember. I had a 486 Magitronic tower. I don't even know if that company exists anymore. Magitronic. Yeah, it was called Magitronic. That is an amazing name. And we had an external 14.4 baud modem that you had to like, like sat on top of the computer. You had to like hook it up into the parallel port and shit yep. like that. It's like Magitronic Jesus. isn't real. It is. It is absolutely. Oh real. my god! I look for it on like the internet every once in a while. Like I'm like, what happened to this company? Apparently they're maybe German or something like that, and they totally disappeared. <laughs> Some kind of German. Anyway, remember, oh. for me it was my one internet story before we go. Oh please! Besides, me and my friends used to go in the sex chat rooms and then print off. Like the, you remember how <laughs> slow printers were? We'd print off these like 16 page like logs to take to school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the one for me when we first got our internet and we got on AOL, when you signed up for AOL, they promised to send you the internet yellow pages. And I was thinking we were gonna get this giant phone book that would have everyone's screen name in it. <laughs> <laughs> and we got it. And it was just ads for shit. I was like, what is? What the hell is this? So I was so excited. That's funny. As Everybody. Screen name. I wonder what Bill Murray's up to right now. <laughs> Time to email him. Remember that shit? You're just putting in random keywords, hoping to find things in the AOL keyword box. Oh thing? my god, those were the days. Is there a Ghostbusters key? Oh, there's not a Ghostbusters. And I played, and I actually one of the first things I ever played on my computer was an, a mud. You know, the massively. Mm-hmm. Um, holy shit! What's the U stand for in mud? Something dungeon. Wow, I can't believe I, I'm embarrassing myself. This is terrible. I'm, I'm the one that brought it up to. Anyway, a mud. <laughs> one of the text-based thing where you, it's literally like, you know, you walk fuck. forward, you know, cast flame on imp. You know, oh, man, I played that. That's that was kind of fun. It was. It was fun. I was try, I'm trying to remember. It was something moon. That, that was the, name, the name of the game was like something moon, I think. Something I moon. Bark yeah. at the moon. Not bark at the moon. Moon pie. Not moon pie. All right, let's continue Move on. over my hammy. Hey, how many, sto- how many news stories have we done? Three. Out of 12. That's how the show goes. Podcast me on the conversation. Right, Colin, shall we uh, continue on? Yeah, number four. Right. Far Cry 3 has a release date. It will be released on September 4th in the U.S. and September 7th in the U.K. And it looks pretty from all the trailers. And Far Cry 2 right now is free for PlayStation Plus subscribers. Sweet. Nice. Uh, uh, number five. Ubisoft has confirmed the Ooh. existence of Assassin's Creed 3. It will be released on October 30th. No other details are known Damn at this it. time. Uh, Are you excited for that at all? Uh, no. Holy shit! I just zoned out. What game were we talking about? Assassin's Creed Three. <laughs> all right, cool. That's yeah. all you need to know. I, guess. I couldn't even. I still can't. I still haven't been able to get back to Revelations. Like those first they, two DNA sequences were just so boring. I was like, I can't. I just can't do this. Those games don't do it for me at all. Uh, number six. The top twenty best-selling PSN games in January have been revealed. I always like revealing these. Okay. They are in order. NFL Blitz, NBA Jam on Fire Edition, Mortal Kombat Arcade Collection, Infamous 2 Festival of Blood, Sonic CD, Payday the Heist, Dungeon Defenders, Oddworld, Strangers Wrath HD, Amy. Why would you buy that? Crisis, Resident Evil 4 HD, Shadow of the Colossus HD, Castle Crashers trying to real steal Darksiders. That can't be right. No, it is. They went up as a digital. Uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, Battlefield 1943, Street Fighter 3, and Saints Row 2. The top five DLC packs hail from Battlefield 3, Black Ops, and Gran Turismo 5. This is my favorite. The top five PS1 classics. Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 6, Final Fantasy Origins, Chrono Cross, Final Fantasy 9. Yes. Good batch of games. Great, great batch. Actually, a great batch of games. Yeah. Uh, The top five PSP games were Corpse Party, Mega Man Maverick Hunter X, NBA 2K12, Final Fantasy Tactics, and Pro Evo Soccer 2012. I'm glad Corpse Party got some love. I'd like to think I was responsible for that. I wasn't. I have it on my my, uh, Vita now, I'm set. I woke up with that in my head today, thanks to you. Yeah. We listened to a little Oingo that Boingo was, last night. Carp's Party was one of the most interesting games I've ever played, mm-hmm. like in terms of how weird, just weird it was. So right. interesting. 
It's so interesting. It's just this is interesting. It's interesting that you could actually be scared and freaked out by a, like a little little character. You want to give a quick rundown of what it is for people at home? Yeah, Corpse Party is a like uh, a survi- basically a survival horror game, super story and dialogue driven, but it's it's all sprite based. It looks like one, an old Super Nintendo game. Um, you know, all, super Japanese set in a high school. A bunch of students, a bunch of friends get sucked into another dimension, no. basically, where everyone's just completely sentenced to die. Like from the get go. They're like, you can't get out. You're all going to die. Kind of like our life. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, good luck. And and then it's them all like, you know, slowly dying or losing their sanity. And it's it's really, it's just fucking, it's crazy. All right. Yeah. I would. And as, and as I say in my review, which you can read on IGN.com, pays the bills, go visit IGN.com. Yeah. It's not exactly a game that I had fun playing in the traditional sense. It's more about like sort of investing yourself in this very scary, very upsetting experience. So it's kind of like people that love getting the shit scared out of him at scary movies. Like it's not like you're going to have a good time and eat some popcorn. Like you want to get scared shitless. <laughs> this very upsetting, you know? very scary experience like my life, for instance. Like your life? Yeah. Ah, oh, okay. Yes, like you're living Colin Moriarty's life. <laughs> oh no, the, dra- the train didn't come. <laughs> <laughs> or, we'll see, oh, we'll see. dude, you have to take the train to work, dude. <laughs> All right. <laughs> By the way, can I just say something real quick? Yeah, this is going to be. This is salt. totally a, ta- a tangent. I, but I want to say, never take yeah, those. Yeah, uh, I just want to say it. The New York Islanders, six points out of the playoffs right now. That's uh, that's I all I want to say. I don't know what that. So means. If the, it basically means, Clements, if tomorrow night they hit the eight-point basket, they're in the playoffs. The eight point basket. There's uh, no basket in hockey. Well, there is in rock and jock, <laughs> rock and jock hockey. Was there rock and jock hockey? No, there wasn't. I wish rock and jock softball and rock, or was it baseball? Rock and jock, whatever. Yeah. What basketball. are you guys talking? You don't remember about? rock and jock on MTV? It was like no. it was like it was <laughs> no. I didn't even have MTV. It was like I'm on I'm on a team with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Dean Kane. <laughs> yeah, it was Dan like, Cortez is on the other team. Yeah, rock and jock was like like you know music stars and celebrities versus like and and then jocks were like the the real stars of the sport and they would play like the game together. Yeah. On MTV, they pick up games of basketball, and they would have twenty-five point basketballs. It was awesome. It was yeah. I actually really liked Rock and Jock. MTV used to be really good. Uh, yeah. Uh, number seven, Metal Gear Online is ending. Oh, four years no. ago when Metal Gear Solid Four came to PS3, it came bundled with Metal Gear Online, which which was essentially a head-to-head Metal Gear experience over PSN. On June twelfth, the servers will be shut down for good. I'm interested. I wonder how many people are playing that. Still right playing now. Metal Gear Online? Yeah, me too. We should sign in and take a look. Sounds like a lot of work. All right. Remember the videos you guys made about, uh, it was you, right? That made Metal Gear online videos of. I thought it was Jeff Haynes. Or podcast, I might have been Mar- podcast actually, you know Beyond the Loom. Oh, you're it thinking was... of Snake Humper from Metal Gear Solid yeah. 3. That's oh, okay. Mark Ryan. That's Mark, Mark Ryan joint. You should yeah. totally look that up. Snake Humper. Uh, IGN. Number eight, Darksiders 2 has a release date. THQ has announced that the game will be released on June 26th. I'm excited about Not that. Not a moment too soon for the THQ financials. Yeah, they probably have to get that game out ASAP ish. Uh, number nine, Resistance Burning Skies has a release date. The very first handheld FPS using dual analog sticks will be released exclusively on the PlayStation Vita on May 29th. Oh. Wait a second. Is it really the very first first-person shooter portable to use dual analog? Have yeah. there been no other portable systems? With Think about analog sticks. Think about the first. A- what is the first co- handheld with dual analog sticks? The PlayStation Vita. I, well, yeah. Oh, leapfrog. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know. I know this, but like, I, I are there? There are no like weird, obscure, little goofy. There's been no like goofy tech in nope. the past. In that... fact, Sony calls it that themselves too. Oh, all right, cool. And why would they lie? Yeah. 
Uh, number, <laughs> number, I love how you said that. Number 10, this is an interesting one. And, uh, and, just, yes, put the first duel in like, No one will check it. <laughs> <laughs> this indicates that I'm going to win my bet with Greg, by the way. Number 10, Japanese financial firm Nomura released a, a report on Konami indicating that they expect the publisher to release Metal Gear Solid 5 in the 2014 fiscal year. Pegging its release date between April of 2013 and March of 2014. There's no indication on what whether this is here? an educated guess. I don't guess remember what this bet is. Or if the firm has an inside source of Konami. Didn't you say that Metal Gear Solid 5 wouldn't happen? No, I never said that. That's not a Greg Miller bet. Metal Gear Solid. No, no, no. This is the P Tom interview. They had the P Tom thing, and it had the exclamation on the cover, and you're like, "They're announcing Metal Gear Five, bro." And I'm like, "It's not going to be Metal Gear Five." And you're like, "Yeah, it is." Yeah, right. And it wasn't. It was just Konami going, "We're thinking about making a Metal Gear Five one day. Maybe it has to happen." That's fair. Could I you? love how Colin tried to project this new bet on just the winning pizza. <laughs> I just pizza. want pizzas. <laughs> number, number 11, that game company's journey finally has a release date. It will be available to purchase on the PlayStation Network on March 13th and will cost $15. I predict $8.5. $8.5? $8.5. Are you reviewing it? You're probably Obviously. It. Um, yeah. I don't think obvious. I mean, you know, if someone else... You're the no, biggest fan of sand. You're the biggest right. sand fan. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of sand. You're a big fan of games with kind of a red hue yeah. to them as well. Yeah. Love those red hue formal. games. All right, number number uh, all dressed up with nowhere to go. A little oingo boingo. Yeah, it's in, it's in my head again. Uh, number twelve. And finally, friend of podcast beyond and president of Sony Worldwide Studios, Shuhei Yoshida, has confirmed that the Last Guardian is still in development. However, he describes Whoa. the process as making quote slow progress end quote, and that Yueda uh, Yueda's vision uh, is quote really causing a very difficult challenge for the developers. Uh, end quote. He also told Game Informer that the game is, quote, playable, but not to the level of when we can say it's coming out, which is so you, never. You stick by your fact that this is not coming out. That's no. your prediction. Oh, it's definitely not. I mean, uh, so the prediction from the predictions episode was that it wouldn't come out this year at all. Okay, okay, I, okay. I, I, I'm positive that it's not coming out this year. That sounds right. I, my prediction is becoming that it's never coming out. Gotcha. <laughs> In its current form, or they're just going to straight up cancel it? Well, so Clements and, and I were talking about this. I think it's going to be akin to what happened with Metal Gear Rising, where it's, like, totally scrapped. And it probably, and it probably already. already has been, and then they're probably doing it again. Because if you read what he's, what, what uh, Yoshida's been saying to, you know, what he said to One Up and stuff like that, it's, it's that you know they basically are iterating and like scrapping shit and doing it again. Yeah, and that's why the game's taking so long, mm -hmm. and they're kind of doing it as they go. Um, you know, let's not forget, Clement saw the game in action when, like. A year and a half ago or something? Yeah, like that? NGP's uh, yeah, release at the or NGP, announcement. Yeah, and that when, when Vita was first announced, uh, I think around that time, yeah. I was in Japan at their headquarters and saw it played. I didn't play it. I saw it. That game, the, the game can never live up to expectations. No. No. It's, it's, I, it's, it's just like Gran I mean, Turismo 5. This is exactly what happened to Gran Turismo 5. It's, it's, it, it's true in a sense that it's sort of, it's kind of dooming itself. But I would like to point out games like Diablo 3, which I bring up all the time on the show. I know it's annoying. Why? I'm not annoyed by it. Still super... I give you shit for it. That's like, uh, Diablo 2 came out when? I think early 2000s. I don't Something know. Something like know that. About that. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. So it's been, it's been a fucking long... It's been way longer than last And they've been developing it the out. entire time? Uh, I mean, not the entire time, but a good chunk of that time, I think, has probably been pre-planning and stuff. Okay, because you're talking about like an, a, a huge dungeon-crawling, randomly generated loot fest that will play played for years. That's going to take seven or eight years to develop, maybe. Right? I don't know. I'm, I'm just And then you're talking about a game from a studio that makes like... That made a game that can be beaten in two hours, and then made a game that can be beaten in like maybe five hours, if you know what you're doing. Yeah. That literally has now taken like six years to develop hey, so dude. we're talking about like an hour we're talking about like a half an hour per year of development 
If 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 the if the old style, if the, if eco and shadow of the classes are any indication, buddy. All I, uh, what I'm trying to say with my buddy. analogy, buddy, is that. This is purely speaking to what people's expectations are, mm, right? Mm, so, mm. you know, pe- just because it's taking a long time doesn't mean people won't still be interested and they won't buy it. That doesn't mean, I mean, it could be crap, right? I'm not saying about the final product. I'm just saying if people can still get excited for games this long after, you know, the, the last game came out, like with Diablo 3, I think people, people will still be excited and interested in Last Guardian, even if it turns out to be garbage. I think people will be excited about it. I don't think, it's, I don't think it commands the attention that Diablo 3 commands, even, That's if, even if it was released That's on time. That's very true. But to me, you know, we talk about, we've talked about it a million times. Assuming Team Eco took a year off, a year off, after, and that they certainly didn't, after, after uh, Shadow. Shadow. Shadow came out in 2005, then the game was starting to be developed around when PS3 probably came out, so 2006. All right, let's just assume that it started being developed in 2006. I don't know what the hell they were doing if they weren't developing this game, by the way. We don't really know when it started development. Some people tweeted me saying that they started development later than that. I don't know. I've never seen anything about that. And I don't know what the hell that team was doing if they weren't developing this game. So let's just assume that they started in 2006, giving them the benefit of the doubt. The game will have taken probably be almost seven years by the time it comes out, if it comes out next year. I don't know. Isn't to that me, ridiculous? that's that's fucking outrageous. Seven, and like I put it, seven years is a long and, time. And like I, I love to put things into context, right? Shadow of the Classes came out the same year, I think, that Killzone came out. So Gorilla, which is a team that works really slowly, and we still don't know what they're working on yet, released the Killzone trilogy in that time. All the uh, Uncharted. Uh, all the Uncharted. Insomniac's my favorite one because they released all of the Resistance games and like 7,000 Ratchet and Clank games. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the amount of time, over multiple... It's just like, what the hell is going on over there? I... I I'd love to know. Slow and steady, Colin. It yeah. wins the race. Yeah, obviously. That that game is that game. I'll tell you right now. No matter what, the investment on that game. Assuming Timiko is a small studio, let's say they have fifty people total, paying their salaries for six years to make a game that hasn't come out. They haven't made any money except for on like you know the re-releases of HD, which they didn't even work on. Right. Then they've made no money, and there's no way in hell they're going to make any like a profit off this game. So uh, to, like it seems like they have to get it out just to. If I was over there and and Ueda, I'm sure has very specific, you know, very specific vision, and I'm sure and he's a, he's obviously a master, you know, at what he does. But mm-hmm. um, I, I, at, at, at the point, I, w- I would have been like, no, the game's this is what it's going to be, and we're going to get it out, even if it's an 8.0 and you want it to be a 10, it's getting out. Like this is outrageous and ridiculous at this point. I'm going to say something that's very controversial. Please do. All right. I I respect Ueda, and I think Shadow of the Colossus and Eco are very interesting, very awesome, beautiful games. All right, but I, I'm starting. I'm now I, like at this point in time, I wonder if this whole master thing is like really what he deserves as a title. Uh, do, is he an incredibly hard worker, and he has great vision? Absolutely. So I'm not going to say that. But ever since we him and I talked, and we had that whole cultural clash about like the, the you girls. Know, girls and stuff, and then. That was that was just kind of like that was me getting annoyed more at a cultural element than him personally. So yeah. let's let's clarify catch, that. Catch people up on what, on what you're uh, that the reason that they decided to go with a male protagonist in one of the reasons I, I guess in Last Guardian is that because of the way this this character would be clamoring around, climbing up things, uh, and and climbing up the giant creature. Uh, they wouldn't be able to use a female character because you'd accidentally be able to see up her skirt. As in, they can't put pants on a female character or something. She would have to wear a skirt, obviously. Anyway, this was, again, a, a more cultural problem issue uh, that, 
you know, Japan has a very different gender roles and, you know, um, thoughts about sexuality than people in the West do. So I'm getting, you know, that on the table. But after that, I mean, even, even if Ueda is like an artistic master, a master would know about the business side of things and about supporting his team and about being able to work with other people, right? And if this game has taken this long, then, then, then he probably has a problem too. Like, it's his problem if this game has not come out yet, in my opinion. It like, is right? his, it is his problem. He, he <laughs> I mean, he, he controls, he, he among many people, I mean, there are obviously other people playing into this. I'm talking so ignorant, ignorantly. I mean, I don't know how the inner workings of this go. But from my perspective, he controls a lot of what's going on in that studio. And if he can't get this team working together and work with the publisher that's giving them the money to make this game, then he's got to get over himself. Yeah, like I mean, that, that's sounds, the, sounds like he's on a high horse, and he thinks his vision is more it. more important than producing than, than producing than producing content that like needs to help support the people that are working for him. I mean, you know, that's you can't thing. you can't operate in a vacuum. You know, maybe if he had unlimited self self given funds, like he was like a multi billionaire, and he was just privately funding this whole thing, and they could take their time. That's one thing. But like this is you know this is like a group effort. You know. You can't have one person hold back an entire group effort. It's like the one guy that's being really pretentious and uptight about the school project. Like that ever happens? It's a terrible example. Yeah, what that's the hell is that? Like mean? That. Yeah, but uh, but you know, it's uh, yeah, you know, say <laughs> the I one have person a vision for the school pro. This diorama needs to be really bad. Really bad example. But you guys get what I'm coming. This is I'm, the worst Ford theater in a shoebox I've ever seen. That was Star that was, <laughs> No, you're that absolutely was, you're absolutely right. Uh, but you guys get my point, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's. You know, like I have a lot of respect for him, so I don't want it to come off as an attack. But it frust- its very frustrating to me oh, I, that that this is all happening probably because of him. It, it clearly is. I mean, if you read, if you read, you know what what Shuhei said, you know, is that his vision is making a challenge for his own people. Yeah, you know, and you would think that his vision would be communicated after making the game for all of this time. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. how? What is this game like? How how long can this game possibly be? You know? It's like four hundred hours. <laughs> like I'm just saying, like if it's anything like the other, and I'll I'll, I'll admit, you know, to you that I think uh, Ueda is probably overrated. Uh, I think I think Eco and Shadow of the Classes are vastly overrated games. They're good. They're good games, and they do interesting and unique things. I don't think Shadow is Eco though. Yeah, it's a bit like oh, okay. It's like Eco th- is not as good as everybody remembers. No, uh, certainly opinion. certainly not. I think Sh- Shadow Shadow is awesome in, in the sense that like it's just vast world. It's fucking quiet and eerie. You just like run into these huge creatures. That you have to fight. It's a little brutal in a way. You know, like it definitely invokes these certain things. It's not like a 10.0. You know, and when you see a studio that frankly is much more talented and, and, and like Naughty Dog pump out uncharted games like it, like it's going out of style these, these these you know it's you know uncharted you know drake's fortune in 2007 among thieves in 2009 uh drake's deception in 2011 probably the last of us in 2012 or early 2013 these guys fucking mean business their games look beautiful they run well their cinematic experiences uh they're putting every they're putting them to shame i think that's why you know you know I have an interview uh, that will go up soon. I don't know. We'll, Clements and I went to Santa Monica Studio and talked mm-hmm. to to uh, the head person there. And, and one of the things she indicated to us was that they basically, uh, you know, Alan Becker, who is one of the, you know, one of the the uh, old, you know, OGs basically of Sony, OG. uh, of, of Sony you know, yeah. as far as like Sony's PlayStation brand has been dispatched to Japan, you know, to crack uh, some fucking heads. So, you know, and he's been over there for like a year now, I think. And hopefully, like you know, hopefully to bring that kind of I think Western mentality uh, of development that Sucker Punch and Naughty Dog and Bend and all these guys do because they make games. 
they don't, you know, they don't make excuses. Just walking through uh, Ueda's office, clanging together pots and pans and all hours. And by the done. way, Ueda, you know, uh, you know, when asked why Ueda left, because we still don't know like what happened or whatever. He's like working as a contractor and then he's like leaving. Um, you know, Shuhei said that, you know, it's, it's personal. Clearly, in my opinion, you know, and I, Mr. You know, Mr. Yoshida, you know, I'm just assuming that he was fired. You know, uh, and rightfully so, if it seems like this project has gone off the rails, but they obviously need his vision still, so they're contracting him and stuff like that. Or maybe he left. Yeah. You know, the other side of it, like we talked about before, is maybe he's just sick and tired of everyone asking where his ga- where the game is. Yeah. And as a creative type, maybe he just is like, you know, you guys go fuck yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like this is this all of this like whole conversation has been purely speculation on our part, yeah. outside looking in, and as we know from people like our community that outside looking in sometimes is often incorrect mm-hmm. about what's going oh, on yeah, with us. For us yeah. We could very well be incorrect about this. But it's fun to speculate, though. It's fun. It is it's interesting, yeah. and it's an, it's a fascinating story, and I hope I hope one day we know yeah. what happened over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And frankly, just what the hell is going on over there, and polyphony as well. VH, like, what, what's going VH1 on? should do it like a behind-the-scenes document, you know, documentary. Yeah. On Team Eco. Yeah, about Team Eco and the what happened. The destruction of Team Eco. I'd, uh, really, I'd like to know what's going on at Polyphony, too, but that's another tangent. Like anyway. a beautiful branch breaking off a tree, thus was Ueda's departure from the legendary studio. More after this. And it's like a fucking <laughs> Hanes commercial or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. That's yep, it. that's how American TV works. Uh, Colin, yeah. in Last Guardian, I'm not going to be playing anytime soon. No, if ever. But if I, got, if, I, if I went to the bank and I pulled out my 25-cent piece and I went down to the mom-and-pop game store, what could I find on the shelves this What does this, this buy me, sir? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you go one megabyte of RAM for, <laughs> for the beta. You go to the official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editor. Now I said no. Now I've thought about this a lot. We haven't had a PS2 release mm. in a long time. Mm. Time to retire it. Yeah. All right. So it'll still be three platforms, you and it'll eventually be, be two platforms. Yeah. Uh, retail PS3 games: Twisted Metal. Yeah. Which, uh, 9.0 IGN.com. Uh, UFC Undisputed Three. And 9.0 IGN.com. And Grand Slam Tennis Two. Nine point. Do we, I don't even know. Yeah. That one get I don't, know. I don't even know. And then uh, here it is, guys. The all of the Vita games that are now available at retail. All right. Uncharted Golden Abyss. Eight point five IGN.com. Wipeout twenty forty eight. Seven point IGN.com. Hot Shots Golf six. Six point five IGN.com. That's a breaking score. That's not live on the site yet. We don't know Ooh. if it'll be up eventually. Mod Nation Racers Road Trip. Seven point IGN.com. Illumines Electronic Symphony. Nine point IGN.com. Uh, Dungeon Hunter Alliance. Five point five IGN.com. Uh, Michael Jackson The Experience 6.5 IGN.com Rayman Origins 9.0 IGN.com Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 8.5 IGN.com Blaze Blue Continuum Ship 2 8.5 IGN.com Marvel vs. Capcom was an 8.0 Sorry, fuck FIFA Soccer Mm, 8.0 IGN.com Virtua Tennis 4 That one's being reviewed by Jack as we speak and Asphalt Injection. Asphalt Injection, which uh, Colin called Drip Drip 5, 6.0, IGN.com. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at – you should take a picture so, so people can see. Maybe we'll put it well, – maybe we'll embed it in the, the article. Drip Drip 5. Don't forget I said, I said the, I want to say that – The thing, too. You know, Twister. Greg's got all these names written down. Yeah, but if you watched the PlayStation conversation this earlier this week, we had the I had the list of Vita reviews we'd done already. So then this morning I added the rest to another piece of paper, and it just looks like chaos. It, it says – I think it says Dryhan 5. G- D-R – D-R-H-Y-H-O-N-5. I've taken a picture. Hopefully, Clements can embed it in the article today. Cool. Or whoever assembles it. That's it. Play, now, sorry, did that did that list include the downloadable stuff as well? No, download-only games I didn't include. Okay, so for including Super Stardust Delta. 
correct? Mm-hmm. 9.5 IGN.com. Uh, escape Plan, mm-hmm. which I'll currently, I'll currently being tomorrow. reviewed. I'll tell you right now, it's, it's very good. Did you say F1 2011, Greg? We did not. Okay. Being reviewed right now in the UK. Did FIFA Soccer, you said what Jack was working yeah, on? Yeah, 8. no, 8.0. Okay. IGN.com. Um, um, Hustle Kings, right? No, that didn't come out this week. Oh, right. L- Luminous, we said? Yeah, we yeah said Luminous okay. 9.0, IGN.com. Um, sorry. It's fine. Wipe out. You're doing good. You're doing Mod good. Nation. Okay, yeah. So we got it. That's right. it. Um, all right. Oh, so then the other things that came out on the PlayStation Network this week include, for uh, PSN games, uh, The House of the Dead 3. Hooray. Worms reviewing for IGN.com. Worms Ultimate Mayhem. More skipping, passing. And then Grand Theft Auto 4. Full game download for 20 bucks. Oh, man. Great deal. That's a great game. I think there's a deal for PS Plus members, too, to get that uh, Lost in the Dam and the Battle of the Gay Tony for like a really cheap price, like 25 bucks, maybe. Nice. Now, big, you know, remember this Mass Effect 3 demo now available on the PlayStation Network this week. So go check that out. Finish uh, the fight. Let's see what else we got here. What else we got? Are you got doing the Halo here? Bollywood? I was doing the Halo Bollywood. I need a weapon. <laughs> That's also from the. If you didn't see this April Fool's video IGN did, you should go watch That was two years ago, right? Yeah. That wasn't our last one, right? The last one was Harry Potter. Was that last? the yeah. last one we did? Wow. Yeah. Seems like we've done a one. Oh, also, if you still are rocking the PSP, or you want, I guess you could potentially download this to your Vita. I don't know, but you can get Hakuoki Demon of the Fleeting Blossom. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that is. I don't know either, but it's kind of a rad title. Yeah, I don't know if we'll be reviewing. Hakuoki. Are we reviewing, with the exception of Final Fantasy for, Type Zero, we won't be reviewing PSP for, games for, for an interesting twenty-five dollars. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good price. Strange price point. By the way, best-selling game uh, in Japan last week: PSP game, the new Sui Coden. Yeah, Second buddy. best-selling uh, game in Japan last week, Gravity Days. Yeah, Gravity Rush in the United States. Yeah. I don't know why it's Red not called Gravity Rush. Days. So here it comes. The, the thing we've all feared for our entire lives. The PlayStation Vita? Pick of the week. Oh, Pick of the week. Pick of the week, pick of the week. We all have a horse in this race. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Clements, I'm guessing. What are you picking? Wait, hold on. Let me just make sure that I didn't review any huge Vita games. No, they were all lower, so... Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to go with Twisted Metal. I would go with Luminous. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Dryhan 5. <laughs> For real, what are you picking? Uh, Super Stardust. Of course. All three great games. Yeah, all three. Five, two nines and 9.5 for Stardust. Yeah. If all right. You had to pick one. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Stardust is cheap and awesome. Yeah. That would be the way to go. I'm Ten gonna, bucks for Stardust. I'm going to lay it all on the line right now. Oh, all my right. God. I don't know what that all means. Right. Because I've, I've been getting a lot of messages uh, on Twitter about what games I should buy. What about Should I get this game, that game, whatever? Here are the games that I would buy. Okay, okay, so this is merging with Topic of the Week. Yeah. Okay. Oh, what, what is Topic of the Week is the PlayStation Vita. I would buy Super Stardust, uh-huh. Uncharted, Escape Plan, Luminous, and Dry Han 5. And that's it. I haven't you you wouldn't it. actually get uh, Asphalt Injection, no. right? Uh, right? I haven't reviewed it yet. Um, Tales from Space, Mutant Blobs Attack. Really fun, really really fun, and uh, so and I, you could use I, the D pad in it. You can use the D pad, yeah. Because that was my major complaint about uh, 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 about blobs blob. from space or whatever the about fuck it's called on PSN. Fun game, but games like that shouldn't be played on an analog stick. IMO. So it's it would be like playing Mega Man with an analog stick. Yeah, here you go. What an what an abomination that would be. I, I got to say, my must-buy, and, and this is actually, like, the games I'm going to be playing. I love how there's a Green Lantern symbol next to yeah, FIFA, Yeah, I drew that. Um, the, the games I will actually play when I uh, get my Vita next week, my personal Vita, Super Stardust, uh, and Luminous, 
and Escape Plan. Maybe Blaze Blue. Probably not Escape Plan. Really? I don't know. What about Stardust? I said Super Stardust. Okay. That's the first thing I said. That's well, a Super Stardust Delta is a must play. Must, must play. play. Ten bucks. Come on. You're gonna blow it, it on cocaine it, anyway. You might as well just I know. You, play that. Ten dollars co- cocaine. Cocaine's expensive, isn't I think, it? No, no, it's the opposite. Ten, cocaine you can get for ten bucks, and you get like three pounds of cocaine. I don't what are think you so. I don't about? Maybe in like seventeen ninety money. Yeah, so I, dare I say, Super Stardust Delta is better than what on P, on the game on PS3 because it's really made for the Vita. It's made for a small screen. Your eyes aren't like darting around the screen. The bigger the TV I played Super Stardust HD on, the harder the game became. Mm. So like being concentrated on this little screen is just perfect. And it's, frankly, it's me, it's mesmerizing people on the train when I play it around them. It's very clear. Mm-hmm. Dudes next to me, like just kind of staring. At I love it. no I, idea what the hell's going yeah, on. I love when uh, when Greg was playing. It was one of those great awkward situations where. I don't like to sit down on the train, and Greg was sitting down, and someone sat next to him. So then we had to just pretend we didn't know each other for the rest of the train ride. Yeah. And Greg, you don't talk over somebody. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk over this lady's shoulder, but uh, yeah, this lady sat down, and you you threw on Uncharted. And yeah, you're playing Uncharted, and this lady's just like. Yeah, she watched the entire time. <laughs> like the entire <laughs> time. <laughs> like the entire time, just staring. And like, plus, I'm, I'm treasure hunting. Blatantly. You know what I mean? I'm trophy hunting. So it's just me in a burning building walking up to walls and just like running into them. Like, see if I can do that. I walk up the wall and stand by and see if there's anything to grab. Yeah, Uncharted, so when, you're, when you're trying to get trophies or treasures in, in Uncharted, it looks so dumb. That's the, that's the way I played uh, Uncharted 3 as well. It was like, I was just like running into like corners and like Nate, knocking shit over. Yeah, you're like knocking buckets off things. Gold Abyss is really fun though yeah. it doesn't feel like a naughty dog game no um, and th- it's that's not. not bad though no i mean yes i think sony ben did i gave i reviewed it i gave it an 85 i think sony ben did a respectable job taking on a franchise so beloved putting it on a brand new system and a, a game that's known for being graphically awesome you know what i mean known for story known for all this stuff people know that franchise so well so for them to come out and make this game and try to bring in this vita stuff they, i think they did a really respectable job of you know doing that carrying the torch now make siphon filter john no <laughs> Um, so anyways, PlayStation Vita is upon us finally. Pick of the week, any any, any of those games, three games, whatever. But oh, we yeah. have the Vita now. Here's the thing, guys. We reviewed 17 games so far this week. Ninja Gaiden's going up today. Uh, I'm including uh, Hot Shots here. There'll be more tomorrow with Escape Plan, uh, with me, with uh, Tales from Chase, uh, Meat and Bob's deck. Uh, at the moment, for the 17 games, average score is 7.2. So good. Good. Not bad. You figure there's not many real turds in here. You got, you got Reality Fighters at a 4.5. That's right now one of the worst. And then the next worst is Dungeon Hunter at a 5.5. Five. Uh, yeah. I am I have in my possession Shinobito 2. I'm reviewing that one. It's surprising <laughs> because what you're telling me, I mean, our, our, with the exception of Reality Fighters, the game we, I think we universally did not like the most at preview events was Shinobito because that game was, it was, ter- broken. It was it terrible. At events, it was broken. It and didn't work. These are the guys that did Tenchu. So you have, and it, the game's similar to Tenchu. So you have like a... Uh, and they Ninja. have a great pedigree. I mean, yeah. it's it's uh, Tenchu, especially on PlayStation, those games, and and a couple on PS2 were fucking awesome. Yeah, so yeah, well, they're classic stealth games. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it was surprising, but you know, Greg is you know I, Greg is kind of enjoying himself. I don't exactly. I don't hate it right now. I mean, we're we're all adults here. I'll talk to you a little bit about scores. Like I'd be somewhere right now in the fives. Somewhere in there. Oh, okay. So not, not as much as I thought you were enjoying. No, it's well. I think it's just that uh, you make fun of it a lot. I mean, oh yeah. Well, at, at E3, like <laughs> we played this thing at E3, literally, and I got up and got a demo from somebody and was sitting there playing it, and I just like I was like laughing because it was like so preposterously bad. You couldn't do anything. You could barely move and blah blah blah. And now that you play it, it's all right, but it's just so repetitive and all this stuff. It's like if you're looking for like 
just doing the same thing over and over and over again, sure. You know what I mean? Get Dynasty Wars. It's, it's, it strikes me. As, that's what it reminds me a lot of is Dynasty Wars. On the, I, I, did we we have a review there yet, right? No, that's, yeah, uh, that's a next, next week, week embargo. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, yeah, I, still, I still had a fine time with it at events. But. Yeah, yeah. The other game I'll, I'll point out that I reviewed is Little Deviants, um, which I didn't like as much as I thought I was going to like. <clears throat> they're strong and, and weak parts of the game, whatever. I know a lot of people are getting it for free with their bundles and stuff like that, so I think it, people will dig it. I gave it a six. Um, it's just inconsistent and redundant. When you consider, like, Welcome Park is already on your Vita, and that yeah, kind of teaches yeah, you the ropes or whatever, it's like, this Little Deviance is, eh. I feel bad that Big B got shut down. Um, of course. You don't want anybody to but, uh, lose their job. That's not really their strength. I mean, those are the guys that made Pursuit Force and stuff like that, so, I mean, this was kind of a different sort of game for them. But, but uh, that's, a, you know, you, you might you might enjoy that. Hot Shots Golf, uh, I play the Japanese version a little bit. It's fun. It's hard. It's yeah. unforgiving. Yeah. But... There's some good games here. I, like I said on Twitter yesterday, this is probably the strongest launch lineup I can think of. Yeah, in ever. Term, yeah, 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 ever. Yeah, ever. Exactly. Absolutely. Taylor Hoyt tweets. He says, do you guys think the more affordable, downloadable games like Super Stardust, Delta, and Escape Plan are vital for a healthy PSV lifespan? Yes. Yeah, I yes. agree. Absolutely. I think, I think Stardust is going to move a lot of units. I think it's going to be a big deal for people. And so, yeah, if you can keep putting out really, really cool games like that. Because that's the biggest thing right now about it from all the games we like, right? Or even the games we d- don't like or whatever. The games we're really big fans of aren't overdoing the touch, right? They're not shoving in like a move game. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not like, oh, my God, I don't want to fucking do this. Uncharted, I think, has is one of the games I reviewed that has problems with it. They force you to swipe and use this machete at points. And it's really weird. But some of the rubbing games, some of the other games like that. I love you, rubbing. You, yeah, I know, I know you do. <sighs> rubbing really cool. Nothing like Luminous, good same deal. Game. You know, you're playing, you're you're tapping the screen behind to power up your uh, special move thing, and that's pretty much it. You don't, you could use the touchscreen stuff, but you're not being forced into these situations where here's this thing, it sucks, use it. You know what I mean? Like people are being allowed to do cool things with it. The Tales from Space game uses it really neatly too. I know Escape Plan, you've been enjoying the same mm-hmm. way. Yeah, I think that's yeah. key Tut- to it. Touch has always been a great sup, you know, a great uh, complement, not a supplement to yeah. to traditional game controls. What that's what I love about it. Like when you're really when you're playing the Vita, like even in Hot Shots, which I was a little disappointed with, but not a bad game by any means. But playing it and you know you're just playing the whole thing, and then you're like, oh yeah, I can like just reach my thumb over a little bit and touch this icon, and then flick it in a direction to change the camera angle. Like, that's something that would have needed, like, an entire button or set of buttons dedicated to doing it. But now it's something that it frees up all the other buttons, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think that really just enables developers to give us more control, you know. Smart. The the one thing I I do want people to keep in mind with Escape Plan is Escape Plan does have a fundamental problem with it um, that I've realized. It's it's a great game. It's really fun, and I, I highly recommend it. It's it's ingenious. That the presentation is beautiful. It's quirky and funny. And 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 these are the guys that did Fat Princess. I mean, they're 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 a great studio. But you know, they're with the games that re- rely on all of the mechanics on Vita, the front, the touch, the the back, uh, front and back touchpad, the six axes, and all that stuff. Rear touch. There's two problems with touch the skateplay that are really fundamental. Um, and and glaring and actually make the game not as good as it could be. Uh, one is that like if you're right-handed, you hold you would hold the Vita for the most t- part with your left hand, like holding it with like a C, like you uh, make your hand a into a C, C shape. You know? So two fi- one finger on the top, one on the bottom. Right, and that puts it. your finger right over the power button. Yeah. So like in heated moments, or whatever, I've I've shut the Vita off like six times while playing the game on accident, and. The game counts your gestures and scores you based on how few gestures you do to get through a puzzle, like golf. But, exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, if you you have to hold the Vita just so because if you like just touch the back touchpad or put your hands on it and you're and you'll start seeing like 
like things pop up on the screen uh-huh. or whatever. Like you touch it like 17 times and it like ruins your score. Like you have to be very ca- escape plan requires like you'd be very careful with the Vita and, and, and it's that's weird for a portable device. Yeah, it's a little yeah. it's a little annoying and and makes the it takes the game from probably what would be an amazing game to just a great game. Gotcha. Uh, Brian Stein writes in says developers of Mod Nation Racers Road Trip said they are quote unquote looking into a patch for online multiplayer. How likely is it in your opinion? Uh, Brian, I say not very likely at all. Uh, I gave my, I'm a huge Mod Nation Racers fan. Everybody knows that. Gave this one a 7.0 for a number of little things. I don't think it's, uh, I think it's very clear. I think if we're going to look back at this one, it's going to be very clear that this was a launch game. You know what I mean? Like, it's bearing leaderboards and stuff. You feel totally disconnected from everyone else you play it. Load times are still long. The menu system is really complicated and stupid. I think not having the online things are, or the online play, the head-to-head online play, is the least of its problems right now. And I think based on, on my review, I, you know, 7.0 good on IGN scale. Racing's still awesome. Still feels really fun to play. But I, I know other reviewers out there haven't been as kind to it. And I think you have to look at that if, if you're Sony, if you're you know San Diego Studios, and say, well, probably not worth putting the time into this right now. Let's move on to another project. Let's put our resources into something that has a chance of being a bit more successful than even this would be. It's, you know, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, thanks, bud. I was just going to say it's disappointing about this load time stuff because I'm going to start to get less and less forgiving of bad load times when this device is not only often purely digital, mm-hmm. but also has no like moving components I know. For it's a cartridge. That's, it's a that, cartridge. That's what I put into one of my things is you that know? You know, I'm a huge kart racing fan, and I've played Mario Kart 7 to death, and there is nothing like this. You know what I mean? Like I don't understand what – I mean, don't get me wrong. Mod Nation Racers look obviously way better than Mario Kart does. You right. know what I mean? Because just the system itself. But still, I don't understand why one can run so well and the other can't. It's, what, ba- what? it's just bad. I mean, not bad programming, but it's just it just comes down to their resources, what they did. I mean, there's, you know, there's there's always an excuse, but then at the end of the day, there's also there's really never an excuse. Like, there's not an can, excuse for those low times. You no, know, yeah, I mean, like thirty-five, you, forty seconds if you're oh, home listening. With oh, these really? That's yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. There's no excuse for that. Then. It's an absurd. And it was it was already a little too long on PS3. It was probably it was longer on PS3 probably most of those courses. Mm. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. I mean, like to me, Mod Nation Racers is this game that has its awesome create suite and this awesome racing, and then it gets fucked up on these little things, these little goddamn technicalities, because yeah. no one's there to be like, here's how we should present this. Here's how it should work. It's again yeah. outsider. I don't know what the fuck's going yeah, on. Yeah, man. <laughs> just the Vita. The Vita really. The, the Vita should never have bad load times. The load to, to me, a load load time should not be more than what three, four seconds. Yeah, for sure. For I mean, that depends. I mean, if you're opening, if it's, a, if it's Fallout Three on your Vita, then maybe it takes a little longer to load. But but it's a but it's yeah, it's a cart. You know, this is like coming. This is coming from. This is like almost the same. It mirrors the same technology where it was like instantaneous on the Super Nintendo and stuff. You know. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, it, what surprises me is that you know Greg said. The, the the mod nation racers the least of mod nation racers problems is it's online play because I think that you know I haven't played the game extensively and I mm-hmm. really don't care about it that much because it's not really my thing but that seems to be the fucking biggest problem the game has That's the load times no not no the, no, online, no. Is the oh, lack online of online play. play what is the point. Like I, 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 you know, I think it could be. I think it could run just like Luminous does. I think that I think that's the point, and that's what they're missing, and that's what people need to get their shit together about Vita games from here on out. Is that asynchronous online play is a goofy thing to say, but it works in the way of Luminous. I'm playing a game, and I don't need a multiplayer mode for that. I can just sit there and play, and then my score wherever I am eventually gets posted, and I see what you do. And as soon as I turn on that system, I see what you've done, where you are. I finish any mode, I see what my friends have done. That's what it needs to be. If Mod Nation Racers, it, Mod Nation Racers has a lap time function 
option, right, where you can set high scores, but it doesn't fucking save the thing if you're offline. So you have to be connected to online. That's why it's you're like, what the hell? Why? If you don't, you don't have online play, but this online play solution requires me to be online. That doesn't make any sense. If it was, you know, even going through career, you're setting lap times there, and then it's updating, showing me what you're doing, downloading a ghost, whatever. That's great. Because, like, Mario Kart 7, I have no interest in playing online. What had happened for me is I got Mario Kart 7, played the hell out of it, kept playing it on the train. And I would come home from work and I'd be like, oh, yeah, there's that IGN community I've heard about. I join it. I go in and I was expecting to be put into here's the lap. Here's, you know, this course for the day. And Audrey said this time and Rich said this. And this is how you can go try that. And it wasn't. It put me into a world where I sat around and waited for other people in that group to come play. And, like, that's not what I want to do. And then yeah. just joining up in general, I didn't want to do that. But the fact of the matter is, and what really disturbs me about that situation and that comparison between those two games is, the, the you know, just, just, just it's real talk. The PlayStation real Vita talk. makes it, the Nintendo 3DS look like, like technical, like, just garbage. I mean, like, you know, it's the, the Vita is a much more... Real talk. The, the Vita is, you know... The, 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 the Vita is a better system. The Vita is a, a, a far superior system in every way. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. And... You know, it's all about games, of course, and 3DS has yeah, the yeah. games, and the games are great, and everyone, you know, no one's denying that. But on a technical level, the Vita should be able to do what fucking Mario Kart 7 can do, and that's play online. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, the, yeah. the fact of the matter is, is that 3DS, you can play people online. Yeah, yeah. And you can't do that in Mod Nation Racers, and that's just fucking weird. That is weird. Like, I, I just... I, I I'm looking at that level, sure, it's weird. I just don't understand, like, like how that game... Well, and obviously, it was something they had, hadn't held close to their chest. We didn't know about that until a few weeks before the game came out. Yeah. And we saw that game multiple times. See, and they never what, brought I, it up. what I would appreciate more from them is owning that. Saying it way up front, but your lap time is going to be this, and not being like, well, now maybe we'll patch it. Like, you've you, the boat's been missed. The reviews are out. People aren't like, you know, people are going to have this impression of this game. They're not going to double back now to get it to play yeah. online. That's the thing. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? If you would have from the beginning been like, hey, yeah, you know, we're making Mod Nation Racers. It's awesome. No, I think, you know, whatever. I, I'm, I don't want to confuse games. Somebody has been talking to me about online play. But, you know, our stats say that nobody has played it online that much on PS3 or whatever, and the, or PSP or whatever. We're not going to bother doing that. We're going to do this laptop thing. This is how we're doing. This is our choice. Because right now, yeah, it makes it look like it seems like they tried and weren't able to work. do it. Exactly. Like, I, and, and that's, you know, San Diego Studio is very, very talented. Very talented. But it just seems to me like Mod Nation Racers is dead in the water now. Because, I agree with that. Because people still play Mod Nation on PS3, and that game's old. Older. Yeah. I mean, it's not old, old, really old. It's like two years old. But, you know, this the, the, the legs on Mod Nation Racers is going to be people playing online. People are going to eventually get their fill of fucking downloading someone else's card and being ubiquitous with PS3 downloads and racing ghosts and stuff like that. that shit's boring man like that, that stuff's gonna last for like a while but like the people want to play games online with each other mm -hmm. i'm not one of those people but i i do acknowledge that that's the case and can't you play like a game like wipeout can be played online and can be played across platforms so how is it possible that that you know one racing game does it and yeah, the yeah. other racing game doesn't like what's the excuse you know yeah. like wipeout yeah. is so technically superior to Mod nation racers that you could play it on the fucking vita and the ps3 together i mean that's how that's how crazy it is yep so, and it's interesting talking know. about Mod Nation Racers, right? Like, we, we talked last episode about uh, Little Big Planet Karting. That's coming out. Mm -hmm. What does that mean for Mod Nation Racers on the PS3? Is Mod Nation Racers now a PSP only thing, whatever, all this other stuff? I mean, I think with their debut here, I think, like, if, I mean, you have to imagine Little Big Planet Karting is the kart racer now for PS3. No more Mod Nation Racers there. And it strikes me that with this debut of Mod Nation Racers Vita, that Mod Nation Racers Vita probably is it for the Mod Nation series. I would assume you bring, so too. You bring a, if Little Big Planet Karting works, you bring Little Big Planet Karting over to Vita eventually. Yeah, I would assume. I mean, this this, this, this didn't have to be the end, but I think yeah. that the, the way it was executed is it's, it's, so it's, weird. it's going that, to be the end. That Little Big Planet thing still weirds me out, yeah, by right. the way. I can't wait to see what that's all about. Yeah. Uh, Marco Sanchez writes into Beyond at IGN.com, just like you can. He actually tweeted me, but that's a different story. He says, is Netflix on the Vita? 
Marco, it will be on the Vita. It is not yet. Neither is Twitter. I want Twitter to be up already. But when the Twitter announcement, when they oh, talk about man. it, they said it'll be uh, a day one app or whatever for Twitter. So I think they're talking launch day. So the 20 is up there next week. So I'm ready, though, because I, I, I took a photo of Mike Mitchell last night opening his Vita box with my Vita. But then I was like, oh, well, there's no way for me to get this off. So then I took Plus out my iPhone. The camera's took terrible, too. I don't the camera know is even. awful, but I thought it would have been a little inception need to do it that way. inception Mm-mm. Let's see what we got here. I'm looking at what questions we got here. Okay, hold on. Sorry. Screw we also screen. have an interview to put in here. We do. You want to do that now? Because I told you you needed to give me a bump. Looks like you're doing it. Yeah, it looks like I'm doing it right now. All right. Hey, everybody. So. The test for season three is <laughs> happening, remember? And every time somebody gets voted off the tester and is deemed the biggest loser of the week, they That's, get to come on Podcast uh, Beyond. Ryan. Yes. Let's do it. All right, Greg. Uh, wait, so <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just got to ask. What was I supposed to do here exactly? I don't remember. You, were, you just gave me something to say. That's, and then I, was, I think I say, that's right, oh, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know what? So I, I believe we're, we're going to be joined by one of these people. And uh, <laughs> no, no. We are, we are joined by Asuka, uh, the, the, the most recent person to be eliminated from the tester competition. And uh, I think she's going to have uh, a few interesting things to say. That's right, Ryan. This week saw Tester Season 3, Episode 2. Now, Ryan, heads up to you. When we go back and re- record the real show, you're going to have to give me a transition there. You're going to have to say something about it. To no problem. Because no otherwise problem. it's going to be... Not yeah, Collins you won't even know. Yeah. The, the magic of podcast radio. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, Episode 2, Tester Season 3, finally happened. David Jaffe, the guest judge. All we right. have with us here the second loser. Oh. Come on, Ryan. Asuka, how are you? Great, especially for being a loser. How about you? No, I'm great. I'm great. We're, we're also losers, so it's all yeah, fine. Know, it's right? just a bit. It's a club in here. Hey, you've been on the PlayStation Network. You're, you're you, you got your life going for you. Don't worry. You're all over the internet there now. You're on the. You got the. You got the shows. They got the shows. The YouTube's. Yeah, you got the YouTube's. <laughs> Asuka, what made you want to be a part of the tester? Well, as I mentioned, I think once or twice during the interview or whatnot. I mean, I'm a chemist by trade, and. Transitioning from chemistry to anything in the game industry, not so much straight path. So yeah. I, I applied for the tester thinking, you know, I would love a foot in the door. I know being a tester is not the greatest job. And even though this year was a production associate position, it's still a foot in the door that I wouldn't be afforded any other way. So I figured, what the hell, apply, and holy crap, I was on the show. <laughs> So at what point during this episode did you just go, man, I am fucked. Like, there, I, there's no way out of this one. David Jaffe's mad at me. This is happening. Well, okay. So I, David Jaffe is a can of worms that I'll talk about in a second. But honestly, when I watched the episode, I felt physically sick watching the episode. Like, oh, why? Well, there's, a, there's a complete dichotomy between what was shown on the episode and what actually happened. Ah. Uh. And there's so much in there that like, was edited out to make me look like a complete ass, and this guy ended just looked like she has been. I mean, I love her to death. She's a great kid, but when I saw it, I'm just watching it going, no, that's not right. No. No, she said that. Mm. Okay, okay. Yeah, stop, stop, stop. So for the listeners at home right now who are listening on their iPads, eating their Doritos, they haven't watched the tester yet. They can watch it here on IGN.com embedded in the Podcast Beyond article. But to bring them up to speed, you had to do this Twist of Metal challenge. You got, you at the end, you get voted out, but it came down to the fight between you and Sazuka Den. Or something. I don't know. All these tester names, Ryan. Why can't people just... Game Over Greggy, Seven Winters. They're pretty easy <laughs> PSN names to say. Everybody else picking true. things with like three U's in it. Yeah, true. Anyways, it comes down to a fight between you and her. And she, you know, basically she says that, quote, I believe the quote was, I've been building shit since I was like six. No. And see, here's the thing. That's one of the things that was edited out of the show. There were, once 
I like she said no I didn't say it my entire team was like no she fucking said it pardon my language here no she said it and then another thing that was edited out was this guy actually admitting she said it mm. um, and I'm watching it going no she said it why are they only showing yeah she said I've built shit before but she also said I've built houses and like actually building houses and whatnot is an inside joke that the cast members use this year once in a while just to talk about over-exaggerated stories. It's like, really? That, oh, oh my God. There's some, there's some notable frustration going on in this, in your voice. I can, I can, I can just feel it coming through the line. The good way to like, kind of relate to is what happened with Goof from season one, how he looked horrible and then nauseous eventually like came out and said, no, it wasn't like, it wasn't that. I mean, yeah, he made mistakes, but he wasn't, like, atrocious, and it's kind of how I feel right now about it. But mm. So are you still upset about it? You're still sick to your stomach about everything that happened? What was that? Are you still, like, upset? Are you still, like, sick to your stomach about it? Well, it honestly, it took a good week after I got home to kind of chill and be like, you know what? Like, that was kind of crushed, and it nowadays I'm fine with it, but, again, seeing Dave Jaffe kind of pissed me off again, because... It was, like, there was one part during the elimination that he asked, okay, well, why did Spanish catch you off guard? And Spanish was the only thing I talked about, but it was a point because she was bringing a language barrier that wasn't needed, but I digress. Mm-hmm. I say, yes, team challenge. I need to understand my teammate all the time. I'm all for bilingual, but I am not bilingual. I, I don't speak Spanish. And Jaffe looked at me square in the eye and said, well, if you were from around here, that wouldn't be an issue. And I'm sitting there going, what did you just say? Like, could you be any more rude and ignorant right now? So in retrospect, do you wish you would have just given David Jaffe the business? <laughs> just fired back right yeah. at him. <laughs> I stood there so, like, I felt sucker punched. I just, I'm sitting here trying to think of some type of rebuttal that didn't call him an ignorant prick. But I couldn't, and I'm like, I'm not going to be an asshole and calling out for that so that's actually what led to the uh the comment like during that one like interview segment thing uh-huh. above, where i even said no offense david jaffe but that's bullshit that was pretty much what i wanted to tell him right there but i mm. wasn't gonna stick to his level I would I would like to point out, Asuka, that uh, sometimes editing is ver- is rarely kind to people in your position. So I, I'm sure people realize that and don't don't feel so oh, bad. And uh, the nice thing is, is a lot of uh, cast members from my season and previous seasons, they've been really supportive and they say, you know, we know what happened. We saw what happened or we know what editing does to people and you shouldn't like feel bad even though pretty much the majority of the internet is kind of singing ding dong, which is dead. So don't listen to the internet. They yeah, say a lot of things. The the internet is is a cruel and ridiculous and dumb place. And the <laughs> the oh, most <laughs> the most important thing is that you know what happened. So as long as you remember what happened and what went down, that's all. That, that's the most important thing. That's Ryan's take on this matter. R- Ryan sums up the tester season three season episode three, two episode two. <laughs> well, Asuka, I mean, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, good luck being a chemist now that this whole video game tester thing didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, Asuka, you're probably going to make about four billion times more money than uh, all of us combined on the podcast Beyond. Yeah, the Brent Goki has to rent those clothes. He can't even afford clothes <laughs> for the tester. Well, thank well, you. I hit it, thank you guys. <laughs> Take care, Asuka. Thank you very much.
Oh, you were right. She did have interesting things to say, Ryan. <laughs> but then you shouldn't have said okay because you say that's right to me. Does it matter? Well, then cut out the okay. Yeah, I'll cut it, out it, the it, okay. It, we're freaking beyond. No, no, don't worry about it. Well, yeah, punch your mic some more. Take out your direction <laughs> on the mic. Uh, hey, Colin. Yeah. Remix twenty six writes in on Twitter. He says thirty two gigabyte card. Bye. Is this? Are we still? Shouldn't we come out of the interview now? Uh, yeah, I thought we were out of the interview. No, we're done. we never. We never said. You know. Okay. I said. Oh yeah, yeah you, you were did. right. She was nice. Oh shit! You ruined it. Don't just keep this all in though. Yeah, totally. This is what the show is. Uh, Podcast me on everybody. Right. You know. Uh, so, there, so there is the interview. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great. Remember, if you if you missed that episode of the Tester, uh, episode two, season three, it's in the uh, Podcast Beyond article on IGN. So go to IGN.com right now. Okay. What did what did this uh, remix twenty six wanted to know thirty two gigabyte card buy, uh for a hundred bucks, um yeah I mean but if, I mean if, as much as you, we're downloading stuff yeah it's probably integral that you have a big card I guess yeah right? yeah I agree. I bought one, it's the most painful hundred dollars I spent like in my life considering that cards of three times that size do not cost that much like in other formats yeah yeah thirty two gigabytes is nothing that's tiny yeah. Fucking, sure. It's a total. I mean, it is a total ripoff. But I want to be able to have. I want to that download everything space. and carry it. Yeah, 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 that's the thing. I've already started. Uh, I'm monitoring it now because I have a 16 gigabyte now. I bought from Japan. And right. I'm thinking about maybe buying a now, US one. Here's a question, guys. Um, say I do somehow fill up my 32 gigabyte card, and I want to delete some games, but I want to keep my save files. Mm-hmm. Is are those separate, or are they all sort of packaged together? Like a game and its save file are sort of the same file. And they, uh, if I delete one, I delete the other. Fuck. I don't think so. That's the way it is on PS3. I, I think, thought they might be, I think though. they might be. Because where, where, where are the local files? Oh, like, oh I see. Like you know, the game data. You, and you, download like, yeah. the, you delete the bubble. And yeah, I think you that delete the bubble and that just clears right? everything, right? Um, I guess you just back it up. You just send it over to... Yeah, you could back up to the, your thing before you left. And I think you can, port, you can bring saves over one by one that way, too. Cool. So maybe guess that's what yeah, I have we to need do. to look into that. We need to look into that. I'm probably going to end up doing like a little bit of a mix between the cards and downloads. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like the smaller games, like Stardust. All not smaller, but you know what I mean. Like they're probably they're how si- dare you, sir? Their size is probably smaller. Yeah, than, Stardust is only like 200 megabytes. Yeah, so only like, way you can buy it is download. Yeah, those yeah those kind of games I'll probably just download, and then maybe like a huge game. Like I don't want to I don't want to take up like four gigs. Like you know. Just for one game. I hear you. I I've been, by the way, I've been making the noise that Greg hates, but he hasn't realized it. Yet. I, I'm just, I'm hoping if I ignore it, you'll stop doing it. It's gross. It's just a gross <laughs> noise. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> it's just, it's Wait, cute. One more time. One more it's time. cute. One more time. It's cute. It's, yeah, yeah, I'm just picturing like or, a little or, squirrel. Or I can like, do this, like, it's like, is it coming through? Yeah. Yeah, we hear it. <laughs> All right, that one's a little grosser. The, the first, the one is like, I'm just picturing a little squirrel and he's nibbling. Do, the, it. Uh, do it. Do it. What? Do the noise. I can't do the yeah, you did, you Steve did. Sickman, PSN ID pantsless Steve writes in. Uh, he says, "What's the deal with platinums on the physical Vita games? Wipeout has one, but Luminous doesn't." Yeah, Steve, I don't know. What yeah, it's bullshit. It's that? bullshit that Luminous Katamari doesn't have it. and Luminous don't have platinum trophies. That's stupid. what is going on. Luminous uh-huh. is like way too expensive not to have a platinum trophy. Luminous it's might be the most though. expensive PlayStation game to not have a platinum trophy. Forty bucks. Well, what's Katamari? Is Katamari forty-two? Probably. I don't know. Forty as well. Mm. Whatever. Mm. Game's too good. doesn't matter. I don't really understand that either, man. Good it is weird that yeah, I don't understand trophies. what the deal is. I there was a lot of confusion about, about that, too. A lot of the, uh, One of the producers on uh, Luminous was saying it did have one. Re- pretty vehemently coming up to it, but it does not. BT Unless Dub. it's hidden. Oh. I'm one trophy no, short. Hidden. Speaking of trophies. Man, Twisted Metal's got some fun trophies. It also has some fucking outrageous, crazy difficult trophies. Crazy difficult, yo! Uh, tell, me about, tell me about them. I'll, uh, I will tell you about them. One, so like, well, first of all, by the way, to unlock one of the cars in the game, you need to get a gold medal on every single player challenge in the game 
on twisted level difficulty. That that thinking about that hurts because sometimes it's hard to survive and even come away with a bronze on normal. And then there's a hard difficulty and then there's a twisted difficulty. Twisted. twisted. So I don't know about that. There are, however, a couple really easy ones. Like you heal, you'll heal someone once online, which and it's really easy to heal someone. You can do that cool. pretty easily. Yeah. I like that. Tales from Space, uh, uh, Mutant Blobs Attack, one of the trophies is look to the top of the leaderboards. That's it? <laughs> yeah. That's Just awesome. scroll on up the number yeah. one. I just like I like if I made a game my, my trophies would be mostly contingent on just beating stages. Yeah. Mm. I don't want the trophies to be too easy to get, but I want people to be able to get them. Yeah. You know? Like some games are outrageously easy and I wouldn't do that, but some of the games are just like you know what you know what games fucking stingy as hell with trophies is Golden Abyss. Oh yeah. I beat the game on hard and I got one gold, two silver, and like nine bronze or something like that. And there's like a million a million bronze that game is thirty four chapters a lot. long. <laughs> there's <a lot> <laughs> And there's a there is a million trophies in that game, mm. a lot of bronzes. Mm. I gotta beat it on crushing still. Mm. I gotta beat fucking Drake's deception on yeah, crushing still. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of podcast beyond episode two hundred twenty seven. Oh, by the way, by the way, Greg, I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's the end of podcast beyond episode. <laughs> we you for you. Uh, it's funny that you didn't print out the mail this week, considering all the all the mail we got saying that I was right about it's platinum not, being more important. It, that than is level. not the reason I didn't print out the mail. It's cute. Busy. You want to talk about this real quick? The, last week there was a discussion, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, about trophies. Colin claiming that his tro- he's he actually is the has the better trophy score or whatever because he has more platinums. And me saying they have the whole point of trophies is that they add up to your PSN level and your percentage. That's what you should be judged on. In which I'm in front of Colin. But and I, so but and then a whole bunch of and a whole bunch, apparently I don't read I don't read the email till Thursday morning. Uh, a bunch people of people are with have me. In. The people are with me. I'm sure and, there's and, people who aren't with you, but not. I'm not saying I'm not saying you don't have the majority opinion <laughs> in that inbox. I'm just saying I'm sure there's people who are not with you. The I'll say that I have more platinums, gold, and silvers than you. I still have the higher level, so it really doesn't count. <laughs> and not to mention again, you're three, you're three platinums ahead of me. Yeah, which would be where the wild things are. Okay. Uh, the penguin game from Madagascar. Okay. Leisure suit, Larry. Leisure Suit Larry, you don't want to. I'll tell you right now, don't even do it to There's yourself. another dumb kid game you have that's ahead of me, too. I forget up. what it is. One of the ones for. No, I have a. Uh, uh, oh, Rango. That's the other Rango. one. Rango. Rango's yeah. tough. Oh, not tough, but it takes time. Yeah, but, well, I mean, that's the whole thing. I just, but then I, I can play NCIS and I still have to do Uncharted 3 and I'll do Golden Abyss and all those. I'm, I'm always going to be ahead of you in the Platinums. <laughs> I'm not even. I don't even want to. I don't care. I want to be ahead in the overall level. That's where I want to be. I, just the fact that I was ahead of you for a minute. Yeah, I remember that. Steeled my confidence. Steeled your confidence. In what? S T E E L E. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, know. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't think you meant the past it tense. Stole my, it stole my confidence. <laughs> it stole my confidence, them. yo. Steal them away. Uh, it, it, it was like, you know, you could do it, Colin. Yeah, you but then you it. immediately, then it's over. And you had a whole bunch of bullshit excuses on why it was going to be over, but none of those excuses were true. Skyrim. Yeah, but then I didn't you really... haven't played Skyrim. <laughs> you haven't even beaten Skyrim. I, w- I refused to play it after the patching yeah, issue. Yeah, well, there you go. But I, I was I did go through a moment at home you know Greg and I live together where you know Greg and I go through these moments where we play we do nothing but play games yeah at yeah. home and then we, like November December January Greg and I didn't really play games at home it's, and, I think we're still hungover from that too Vita is the first time in a while I've been like holy shit am I excited to sit down and play X game and it's not that I don't we don't love games or anything like that but when it is your job and you are here and you're crunching on reviews when you finish that review like you're you're a great example of it right now you finish reckoning great fuck all this Vita you finish all the Vita. Take a deep breath. Fuck. 
Mass Effect 3 and it's like you know you're in these experiences where you need to play one game really in depth forever and ever and ever yeah. so that when you get out yeah like I've been watching a lot of Sons of Anarchy you know what I mean rather than popping in a game but now like I've played some Reckoning I was like great but I don't feel like getting super into it you know what I mean and like now I've Twisted Metal I tried to join Ryan's game last night that didn't work it was back to uh, reviewing uh, Tales from Space yeah, it's yeah. one of these trade offs to the thing the job's awesome we love it it's our fucking passion we'll never stop but there are it's, it, there's definitely those times where all of a sudden him and I get this itch where it's like fuck let's, let's trophy hunt you know what I mean let's see how long yeah. let's see let's push each other to do that and like we haven't had that since right before the rush of the holiday yeah i, I assume it'll come back in the spring yeah, mass effect 3 is probably gonna kill me uh just because of the games i've been doing or whatever i probably have to take some time off i think after mass effect 3 just because yeah. I, I need to get my head straight it's but, always one of those things too like we, we it's one of those competitions between us that's a big deal and then you talk to Will Powers and he has like 67 oh, yeah, Will trophies Powers and it's like well why, Will why, Powers is murdering why us why do we even care about this Will, <laughs> you know what I mean? Will Powers has more platinum trophies than Greg and I combined and then you can add like another one of us and he has more platinums than us yeah. Will's insane and he has a girlfriend and he has a job and all these things and he still manages to do it. I don't know how you manage your time like that Will Powers I know you listen to this show yeah but he made a good point that God we talk about you. him a lot on the show. We've never had him on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that one. He was in San Francisco not too long ago, but he's not here during. He's not here on a Thursday. Yeah, he's not here on a Thursday. And we, you know, Clements and I just saw him in December. And we, yeah. we spent some time with him, and it was great. He had a beautiful Valkyria Chronicles poster on his desk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like talking about Will Powers because he's Will a nice Powers man. A great guy. Will Powers is one of those. He's one of the tester success stories. Not like that Matt Brown. He flamed out. Where, <laughs> what happened to him? <laughs> Crash and burn. That was Matt Brown's career. What, what happened to him? No, he actually works for a different division of Sony now, but he uh, got out of the PlayStation part. Oh, okay. Matt Brown, great guy. Uh, Too late. Right. You already said what you said. Ah, he knows I'm kidding. <laughs> he, he was another Beyond fan. Everyone so far, and I don't. And I, even though I was a judge on the test for season three, I do not know who won at all. But so far, the first two seasons, the people who won were podcast Beyond fans. So I'm just saying, if you listen to the show, apparently you, you got an edge track. in the tester. Yeah. Right. Hey, I got some important shit we need to talk about. What about? We, I know we're running a little long. Oh fuck! Who gives? Who gives a shit? Who Who's the dude from Life shits? in 24 Frames? Uh, Chris. Okay. He wanted to come to the Up at Noon filming today. But he okay. talked to me two weeks ago, which was a bad move, and I forgot to put him on the list and everything else. I don't know if he's coming today. Do you have okay. a cell phone? You call uh, him. Yeah, I can call him. Right. I mean, it's, that's not a problem. He can call me if he has a problem. All right, guys. Here's what we need to talk about, because you brought up Kingdoms of Amal or Reckoning, which I've been really enjoying. But I have a big fucking problem with that game, and I think we need to oh, take it. Oh, you're playing on PC? Yeah, yeah, that's your problem. That is a huge problem. I need a video card, some mm-hmm. RAM not cartridges getting any trophies. in the background. Shut the fuck up. I'll mute your mic. All right. How many buttons does your mouse have? What is this around the horn? Not a reference that you're going to get. I don't think. Ron. No, he won't. He has won't. no idea what that show is. Yeah. All right. No, this is a serious problem, and I think we all need to take to Twitter, okay. and I think we all need to tweet uh, Ryan Geddes, who is just uh, at funnel p h u n n e l, and you need to spe- specifically, very politely request this feature that he communicated to his team over there on the East Coast. Okay, because as you know, uh, IGN alum. Ryan Geddes now works uh, with the folks that do uh, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. Greg, you're distracting me. What do you do? You can't fucking speak while I doodle. I doodle all the time uh, during the show. Yeah, I know, but I'm, it's interesting. Go you're on. doodling on a computer. Anyway, Colin, tell me what you think about this. Mm-hmm. I already get a little annoyed at inventory systems mm. that mark things with new when you pick them up, okay? Because to me, it's sort of like, it's like... Uh, it puts all this shit on my screen. I don't really want that. I know what I got. I picked it up. Star icons what is called. what you're talking about. What's that? Are you talking about the star icons? The star what? icons. Yeah. Now. You're talking about how it flashes new next to like. It all, and it also something. says new and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's all, you know, whatever. I can tolerate. What I can't tolerate is that even items you already have, like Ember Eyes clippings, 
you get another one of the 70 you already have. It puts a fucking star and marks your inventory with new again. It's not new. You've gotten 70 of them. You just have another one mm. of them. And that, to me, that just jumbles that entire inventory yeah, system. Yeah. It marks shit up. I don't know what's going on. I feel like Good that job, team should patch, a, do work hours and hours and patch the ability to just not have that new marking. How many points would that raise your score? It would lower my score because that, that was one of my favorite parts of the game. Just the marking is new, huh? Yeah. No, they no, can you're, keep, you're absolutely they right. They can keep it, but items you already have, that doesn't make sense, and it just clutters the system. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, that, the, the star, the, I didn't even I didn't write about it because it's so fucking minuscule, but the star thing did annoy me and like my OCD temperament and, and playing I, RPGs. I, 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 have, I have to, to go through down. them. Yeah. And, then every time I'm, and then eventually I had to be like, I can't do this anymore. This is like literally going to take me half the time I'm playing the game if I have yeah. to go through my menu all the time. But you're right. That's annoying. Um, some people are not impressed with the menus in general. Nominal, I don't. I think the menus I are fine. Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm in, the I'm in that camp, dude. I don't. Think they're that, fine. I, I mean, don't. I, mean, I don't think. No, I don't think those menus are very good. I, I just think. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm saying it's fine. I mean, yeah, it's I think there. they're kind of clunky. I think that I agree they're you know they're kind of hard to read. They, they look they look a little cheap. I agree. Like, that. You trying to make Ken Rolston cry? No, I think the ga- that Ken game. Ken care. He's fucking in his Ferrari speedboat on the. I'm, I'm really, right in, I'm really enjoying the game. But anyway, folks, I think we should all politely petition Ryan, get us on Twitter, and just be like at funnel, at funnel. You know, P-H-U-N-N-E-L. Hey Ryan, we should, you guys should patch the inventory system so it doesn't mark items you already have as new when you get an extra one. That's all you need this to is say. what you're going to make people dial in a patch for, for a game that basically runs fine and uh, basically flawlessly ran, runs. I, f- I have a feeling that this would be a really easy patch to make. Yeah, but people are saying Ladies and gentlemen, this, this has been Podcast Beyond episode <laughs> 127. I don't think I added any numbers. 227. 227. You're 100 back in Where's Jeff Hayes? <laughs> what happened to Jeff? Uh, remember... Podcast Beyond is a great podcast that goes up on uh, Thursday, and you should listen to it. And if your friends don't They're listen to it... They're listening to it right now. But they... <laughs> restart the episode. If your friends don't listen, tell them to listen and rate us on iTunes and spread the word about how cool Podcast Beyond is. But also remember that Podcast Beyond doesn't pay the bills. IGN.com does. So please go to IGN.com. We're a small upcoming blog. And read the articles and reviews and stuff we post and all that jazz. Make sure to be part of the conversation by sending an email to beyond at IGN.com, which I usually read. And uh, follow us and talk to us on Twitter. IGN is at IGN. I am at Game Over Greggy. Ryan is at Pwam Cider. That's a P-W-A-M. Thank you. And then uh, No Taxation over here is Colin Moriarty. At uh, No Taxation. Also, uh, watch. go to YouTube.com slash start and watch uh, my show up at noon. We need you. And uh, I think that's it. Ryan, take me home. Sounds good. You can. Uh, we always play a song at the end of Podcast Beyond, usually by a community member. So send those to Beyond at IGN and attach the song as an MP3. Uh, just like Joshua did, who is sort of a Podcast Beyond alum as well, who writes, Hey, Ryan, I've got a song submission for the podcast today. You played a song by my band Castile before, and we got so much positive feedback that I'd like to debut a new song to the Beyond community. This song is called This River's an Ocean and has never been heard by anyone outside of the band. I hope everyone likes it. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Castile Band. Castile is spelled C-A-S-T-I. E-L-L-E. And wherever digital music is sold, thanks, Ryan, and whichever mic mates you have today, those mic mates being Greg and Colin. Thank you very much, Joshua, and thank you, Castile, for debuting your song, This River's an Ocean, on Podcast Beyond, episode 227 Beyond.
So cool. 